You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me is my co-host, Alicia Finley. Happy Monday. How is everyone? How are you? I'm not too shabby. Not Good. too shabby. It started to snow a little bit again this morning, which made me sad, Panda. But mm. uh, it doesn't look like it's accumulating to be much, so, you know. Yeah. March jitters. We get that a lot in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were finally rid of the rain, and then it came back, so... I guess I I guess we're just gonna have to live with the rain for an, another month or so. I just I'm so done with rain, Man. you know. And people are like, "Well, maybe snow." I don't want snow either. I just I no, want I want a sunny don't. sky, you know. It would I be really nice. I know what it's like outside with it being dry, the sun on my face. Yeah. I mean, the one day that the sun actually came back, it was I don't know. It just felt weird. It was like there's sun. The day <laughs> is <you>? bright. Ah. <laughs> It was it was My bizarre. <laughs> so, and uh, before yeah. before we go on any further, Todd is not here. But the reason he's not here is because uh, his birthday was Thursday. And if anyone wants to wish him a belated birthday, happy birthday! And he's out on a, a little birthday excursion. His wife's taking him to something special, so I don't know. I he told me what it is, and I'm such a bad friend. I don't even. Remember. <laughs> oh no! You should have just lied about it. We wouldn't have had to go into detail. Ah, you know, I like yeah. to be honest. <laughs> he'll he'll give me hell about it when he hears it. So, uh, but merry birth miss either way, Todd. Yeah, miss. either way. Hope you're having fun. I also wanted to touch on uh, last week's episode where we were talking about music and things like that. And Mm -hmm. I really felt like it was, I I really enjoyed it. Like that that whole segment, we got to talk about music and then you actually got to hear it on the episode was nice because it was a nice addition. But we actually got some comments about people and and their thoughts of of some music. So I wanted to read a few Mm -hmm. Uh, on our Facebook page that we're we're part of, uh, Podmates, if... uh, if you're a podcaster and, and you're kind of in this little world, you can be part of this group. It's it's closed group, so don't just go hunting it down and trying to get in. But if you're mm-hmm. a podcaster, you know, maybe you can get in. But uh, two two people from that group commented. We had uh, Trent L. Cannon said, Chrono Trigger is the best video game soundtrack. These are facts. I yeah. can I can get behind that. that I was can, a- too. I feel <laughs> like when I posted it on Twitter that I also had some feedback about Chrono Trigger as well. So mm-hmm. he's not alone in that sentiment. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, Dylan Orr. Uh, he said the Celeste soundtrack on vinyl is currently wearing out my turntable needle. And uh, wow, you know, on vinyl. Yeah. I know. That's what I loved about it. I'm like, on vinyl, man. Now, that's some yeah. dedication, too, right there, you mm-hmm. know. So I hear it old school. I haven't heard Celeste's soundtrack. I haven't played the game yet, which is, you know, a travesty, I think, 
because it's supposed to be so good and we've seen it it's won so many awards so hopefully i'll get around to playing it and mm-hmm. understand the uh, appreciation for celeste or at least in music and gameplay and right. then uh, our own friend jade silk said halo theme yeah she did <laughs> and i and i'm not gonna say i can't get behind that i just don't know it so i'll just have to take her word for it you know yeah, i don't either she, yeah. she knows better she knows well enough so uh, i trust her judgment sure She's good people mm-hmm. yeah very good people we'll have to get her back on the show sometime so what have you been playing lace okay so i finally finished resident evil 2 so mm-hmm. I've done both uh, A and B side. I started with Leon, finished with Claire. And yes, Todd's going to have a bad time. I don't think it's going to finish the way that he anticipates because it does piggyback off the fact that you've already played through it once with a different character. Um, so the, 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 the main gameplay itself um, doesn't seem to change a whole lot. Um, I started with Leon, to be fair. Mm -hmm. So um, I got to go through his storyline first and then pick up with Claire. Um, There is some little differences, obviously, uh, because when you're at the end of Leon, when you meet back up with Claire, there's a couple of things that you're not really sure what happened with Claire, you know, um, when you meet back up. Um, So once you have finished with the second character, you get what they call, I guess, the true ending to the game. Um, and it takes you into a cutscene, uh, verily leading you into the next one, of course. Um, so uh, it, it was interesting, but I got so salty, man. Cause mm-hmm. like, I didn't realize just like the difficulty level got a little bit higher, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 I was told and see, I don't remember this from playing it originally, but again, it's been 20 years. So my brain may not be, you know, firing on all cylinders without how I remember the game being played. But um, I guess depending on how well you did on the first character will kind of determine how hard or not that the second playthrough will be. So I guess I did fairly well with Leon because I don't really remember dying a whole lot with him until I started to get to like boss scenes. Yeah. And when I got to the one boss scene, to be fair, I was not prepped. I was on one HP in a dream. I'm not lying. Like when I went into it, I had like one hit point left because I had no idea we were going to be entering into a boss fight, you know, here I'm thinking just we're walking across this bridge and we're just going to keep doing our thing. And then the cutscene happens and you're like, well, this we is, are. this is what we do. <laughs> and I didn't have a lot of ammo. I didn't have any health pots or uh, herbs or anything like that. So it was, it did take me about 40 minutes because I had to figure out, I was too stubborn to go back to a save point, you know? So I had mm. to figure out, you just can't get hit. Right. You know? So, um, they did have some, um, like a health spray, that was littered around there. So I did have that one opportunity to fill my health up. And then past that, it was just dodge, dodge, dodge. So I did make it. So if that impresses anybody, I, I will take your out of girls. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming maybe because of that, Claire's seemed to be a little bit harder because I seemed to die a little bit more like throughout the story with hers. Like it seemed to have more zombies littered throughout like the police station or mm-hmm. Um, they just wouldn't stay down when I would shoot them a lot. So, um, but I did a lot better with hers cause I knew better. Like I, I hoarded the, the bullets I only used when needed. I hoarded all of my herbs and made sure I had like the red, blue and green. And I had like four or five of those this time going into it. So it, it, it made that one so much simpler. Like I got through those boss scenes so much simpler and the big boss first try, yo. Nice. 
I I can't believe it's still if I wasn't streaming it, man, and people weren't there to witness it, nobody would have believed me. But I was just like, there's no way I just killed him first try because I was going down hard, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but he did. And and um, it's a good play. I think they did a great job. I know we've already kind of discussed like how great it looks. And as far as a remake goes, I feel like they've kind of set the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I guess it's just on to seeing if that DLC that got added a few weeks ago is is worth a good look. See, it has times on it. So I'm not sure if it's meant to be like little mini speed runs or, yeah. I mean, the whole thing gets timed, So it could just be the resident evil thing, could you be. know, cause you know, when you finish the game, it tells you, you know, your ranking or your score or whatever, and how long it took you to get there. Um, so it may not have anything to do with it, but I might check it out today. Okay. Cause there was like four different scenarios that it looked like was added. Um, mm-hmm. So it could just be mini stories from different people um, in parallel with what was going on with Claire and Leon at the same time. Excellent. So yeah, it was fun. It's a good time. I don't think I will replay it again. I have no desire. I've done the thing and it's good. You know, I don't really have time to play a game twice. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not a hard mode person where I feel the need to go back and just torture myself. No. Cause I was getting pissed on some of it. <laughs> like, man, I tell you, if I'm not amazing at something first try, I get really mad at myself. I don't know why. I can imagine. Yeah. No, I get it. Well, but I think that's about all I've been playing, actually, this week. How about you? Well, uh, I finished Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, yeah. you know, got through all that story. I'm, I'm going to say something. I think I said this to Todd. And I guess I'm going to applaud uh, Rockstar and take two for this. They literally could have taken the last seven hours of that game, which is spoilers, real quick spoilers, playing as John Marston. Yeah. And just added that as DLC. Because once you're... that long? I heard yeah. it was pretty good. I mean, it's at least seven hours because I, I think I just, I just picked it up and I started playing it and I didn't do anything else but story missions. I just focused on the story missions and I probably played it from afternoon until evening until I got through it all. And you literally could have put that behind a paywall. I'm glad they didn't. I mean, I'm not saying, hey, go do that. But there was so much of that game, they could have gotten away with that, I feel like. You know what I mean? Because it had... I don't feel like it had enough... uh, I guess I'm trying to figure out the right words. It it didn't feel like it was necessary for the story that was being told, per se. It felt like a continuation. It's like, do you want to know what happened in between 2 and 1 to lead up to that? Then here you go. But it didn't feel like I was going to be missing out on anything for this story if I didn't. It was a nice addition to say, okay, this is how all this leads up to part 1. Cool. Mm -hmm. But it didn't feel necessary to the story that was being told at that moment. So, but again, I applaud them for not for not trying to yeah. funnel more money out of people. So good for them. That's appreciated once in a while, right? Yeah. Uh, but once I finished that, I tried the Hong Kong Massacre, which is the uh, game I mentioned uh, that I was kind of excited about because it had a lot of Hotline Miami vibes. Okay. And it literally is like a fully realized 3d hotline miami because it plays the same in regards to you top down you're sitting in a room you just go in boom 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 kill everybody and of course you take one hit you're down and you got to restart again i think my only issue with it right now 
like I I want to play it, but I'm not so into it like I was with Hotline Miami because one, it doesn't have the soundtrack <laughs> that Hotline Miami does. Oh yeah, that kind of really sets the feel. It too. does because I thought to myself, like you play that game on mute, you're not going to get the same time. Yeah, and I honestly thought I was like, maybe I should just mute this music and add in the Hotline Miami music, you know, in the mm-hmm. background because it would. I just feel like it would amp me up a little bit more. So sure. the music, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it doesn't have that energy that the Hotline Mammy stuff does. Mm-hmm. And then two, it it feels sluggish. Not sluggish to the point where, you know, it's like, oh my God, I can't do this. But comparatively to Hotline Mammy, it just feels slower. But yeah. you do have different things that you can do in this versus Hotline Mammy, which adds another element to it. So if you're faced off with someone, you've got two options to take them out. I mean, granted, you still have your little rectangle and you can aim and shoot and that's how you do it. But if you're, I guess, getting overwhelmed, say you've got three people, one to your top, one to your left, one to your to the bottom, and you've got to take them all out, you can go into a slow motion mode which essentially allows you to kind of go all matrix and you can just kind of move around the bullets, you know, if you need be, Mm -hmm. or you can do a dodge roll and it'll just kind of, you'll flip around, do some ninja moves and stuff like that. And then just dodge the bullets. It's an automatic dodge. You're not going to get hit if you do that move. So it adds another element to it, but playing hotline Miami, I have those, well, I just got to get in here and go. So I don't think about those at the time. So I'll come into a room, think I've got it all figured out, and it's probably meant to be played with these other options and these elements, but I don't think about them, and I get shot so much. I'm just like, come on, man. So I get do it without your fancy stuff, all right? And there, and there are, like, they have star ratings. So however, it's like, and I actually like this too, each star is just for a way to defeat the, the room or the level based on say you can do it in 30 seconds or you do it without slow motion or you have like one bullet for each kill so don't waste any bullets so it's like bam 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 and you got to nail everybody first try so they've got like these little bonus things and you don't have to do them all at once you can just come back and focus on that one thing and then get that star and then every time you get a star I guess you could say that's like currency, and then you can use that to upgrade your weapons and stuff that you have. So, and you can also pick up weapons from the people you kill. So, again, a lot like Hotline Man. There's a yeah. lot of it that's like that. Another thing, too, that kind of bugged me a little bit about it is I feel like their programmers need to kind of go back and do a little polish work because some of their text is uh, misspelled. Ugh. Like there was volumlu for their music instead of volume, it was volumlu. And I was like, is it a language barrier, you think? Or maybe, like, maybe. But I mean, they did have volume that's spelled. That's not even really close. No, they, no, I mean, it had vol in it, I guess. But they did spell it right in one section. They just misspelled oh. it in another section. So, volumer, huh? Yeah, they need to go back and fix that. And then, even since there was like a cutscene, and I don't want to make, I'm not trying to shit on this game. I'm just saying that it's. I guess there's a quality that I was expecting, and it feels like mm-hmm. it's coming down a little bit. The cutscenes look very compressed and grainy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. old school cutscenes, like for Resident Evil, when you go back to the old PlayStation, or even the N64, where they had to compress all those cutscenes into the Resident Evil N64. You could see the grain and the grit and the right. the pixels. And how it was flashing. Yeah, through, yeah. It, it 
it's like that. And I saw that and I was like, that's... Is it on purpose, maybe? Like, what time frame is it trying to emulate? I mean, it is the 90s in the game, so maybe. Okay, but maybe. it just kind of threw me off because they don't, they don't give you any kind of indication that that's what they're aiming for. So it was okay. just kind of like, huh, that's, that's kind of poor quality for a game that's new. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But or just market it better so we knew to expect that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. So again, I'm not trying to shit on. Just, just saying. Yeah. Uh, and then from a first impressions standpoint, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, I got to try my hand at Resident Evil Two. Oh, Todd, good. Yeah. Todd let me borrow it, and uh, I've played. Uh, I'm gonna say three hours, maybe. Okay. And the last thing that I did is I met Mr. X, and I ran like hell. Isn't he fun? Yeah. <laughs> because. I just He never I, goes away. <laughs> I, just, I noticed because I put out the fire where the mm-hmm. helicopter was, and then I was like, well, I don't know where else to go. Uh, I guess I'll just go up this way. And I walked around mm-hmm. the corner, and then he flips out the, the helicopter, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. There's what? Ah. And I just took off running, and I was like, I don't know where to All go. And I went back to this little room that had the typewriter, and it was just, there's no way out, but the door I came in. Yep. And I just hear him stomping around. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I just I've stopped. done that so many times where I'm like, this is where I live now. Yep. Because yep. uh, there's a couple of rooms like that, that that's a safe room that he won't barge through. Mm-hmm. And I found myself having to run to those quite often and just whining. I'm like, well, you just go away. You know? That's what I was doing. I do things. So that's where I'm at right now is just waiting in that room, hoping he'll just go away. But yep. uh, I just got to go back to it and hope for the best. He will eventually. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And we'll, well, just kind of on that note, I, I wish I would have done this, like, if I were to explore doing another playthrough. Because, like, PC modders are just amazing. And I'm sure a lot of people know this. But there's, like, a couple of mods that I've seen that people have added on. Or, or they put, posted on YouTube. So, like, one of them is, like, when Mr. X shows up, that X gonna give it to you. I heard you know, about just that. just starts playing. Yeah. And then there's another one where he's just running around in a thong the whole time and i think if i would have downloaded the thong one it would have at least made it a little bit more entertaining that he was chasing me with the hat and the thong yeah oh yeah and have that music play at the same time i would have been like well at least i'm laughing my butt off instead of getting extremely angry you know (laughs) exactly make it amusing right right but yeah he's gonna he's gonna be basically you're gonna shudder every time you hear stomps yeah yeah katrina was uh, with with me when he showed up and she was more nervous than I was because as soon as I got back to that room, she's like, just shut it off. My heart is pounding. I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't take it. Anymore. <laughs> yep. I was like, all right, fine. It, it served. It did its purpose, man. It served mm. it well. Yeah. But I feel like on the B side, it, it just seemed like it was so much worse. Cause like it just never seemed to go away. It was <sighs> just, I felt like there was no reprieve, but uh, you started with Claire, right? No, I started with Leon. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we're, we'll probably be in the same boat. I don't I imagine anything would be that much different. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I was I was supposed to start with Claire because we talked about that, but mm-hmm. eh, I forgot. Yeah. That's why I was wondering. Eh, oh well. But uh, hey, let's talk about some news because there was a there was a few was a stories this week. One that we're going to touch on first is uh, there was a list that popped up last week showing the world's most overpaid CEOs in 2019. And when you, you kind of look at what these individuals bring home, I kind of feel it justifies the hatred <laughs> that kind of comes along with hating big corporations. Mm-hmm. Because this list broke down numerous aspects of the CEO's expected pay to what they were actually paid. 
then how their pay differs from normal everyday workers and even down to the votes that approve their salary. Now, the reason we are bringing this up is because there were at least two on the list that were actually video game companies, and I think it's no surprise that it was Activision Blizzard and EA because we there's already mm-hmm. so much hatred for these companies so why not a little bit <laughs> why more not? yeah you let's know? just add a little bit more to it yeah and and since Activision Blizzard has recently been under scrutiny because of their massive layoffs you know this it's interesting to see the numbers behind this because it it just makes you more frustrated like how could you not just keep things as they were and give the keep I don't know. Yeah. Frustrating. So like I said, that's always been a frustration of mine. Like when's too much. Yeah. Like exactly. Sorry. You didn't get your third yacht that year. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like how much (laughs) do you need? Right. That's, I guess that's the problem I have. So to break it down real quick, I I broke down Activision, Blizzard and EA's uh, breakdowns on the list. They had, they had them broken up into different sections, like how you could view, uh, from top to bottom. So I'm just going to kind of stick with the main breakdown that they did. Uh, Activision Blizzard on the list was number 45. And the expected pay of Bobby Kotick, who's been a jackhole here recently, Mm -hmm. (laughs) been under a lot of scrutiny, his expected pay as CEO was $15,863,908. That's his expected pay. His actual pay was $28,698,375. Now, this is his take-home. Like, this is what he clears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, almost double what he is expected to make. So, which means he's overpaid by about $12 million. The votes to approve his salary was 92% of the votes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, so there's. I an, wish I knew more about how all that worked up at the top, so I could make an educated. Yeah, I mean, you it, know, argument for or against why that is. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the excess percentage of this is about eighty-one percent, and if you look at the worker ratio to CEO, it's about three hundred and six to one hmm. on the breakdown. So he makes three hundred and six times more money than the average worker than the ones who are probably really breaking their back to get everything you can't tell me you can't take 100 times a part of that you know that ratio and give it to your to your employees and make it worth their while i mean what even 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 10 million of that come on that's been my argument for a while with most large corporations where you've got this like one or two people who are making an insane amount of money that like you could even take half of your money and yeah. spill it back into your um, into your company, which would make everyone happier. They'd be making better money. They'd be wanting to work harder for you. You are still living the life of luxury. Yeah. Um, but we just have it in our head. It's just always got a top every year, every year, mm-hmm. every year. It's got a top. Yeah. And then. On the other side of it, we have Electronic Arts. Uh, they were 98 on the list, which, when you really look at the numbers here, I'm surprised they're only 98 because... His now are we talking out of top 100? Yes. Okay, so uh, like 100's the top paid, not correct. one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so he's number 98 on the list, which is Andrew Wilson. Uh, his expected pay was dollars his actual pay is thirty-five million seven hundred twenty-eight thousand six hundred seventy-four dollars. 
which means he's overpaid by over $19 million. The votes to approve his salary was 97%, which is higher. Mm, right. That's still really high. Yeah. The excess percentage here is 123%, and the CEO worker ratio is 371 to 1. So even higher. So I don't even know how they got lower on the list. It's yeah. strange. So I, I still just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. So I'm even pointing this out just to kind of argue this point when people are like, well, you just don't know what it's like up at the top. Okay. We don't. Well, <laughs> like I'll be honest. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, we don't, but take a look at like, take a look at this. So these are the only two video game companies on the list, but I'm not saying that there aren't more that could be a little lower down that still kind of fall under this guideline. But a footnote in business practices, during Satoru Iwata's run at Nintendo, when he was head of the corporation, when he was president and CEO, he took two pay cuts during their worst years, during the fall of the GameCube and during the Wii U. He did not had his pockets he said i'm going to take the hit here so everybody else can be fine and we're going to continue to make good games we're going to continue to run the business as we should i'm going to take the cut me why can't other ceos follow that example that is i'm sure he's not on the streets right now well he's he's no longer with us well i mean or was yeah i know (laughs) but no phrasing phrasing but yeah but no, I mean, it's not like he was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to go live in the slums now. No, he was still living fine. He mm-hmm. was still fine. And he did that so his employees didn't have to worry. He's He trusted them. Things did not, you know, things were rough. So he's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll take the hit. Me. None of you have to worry about your jobs. And I guarantee you morale went up because, like, that's a solid boss. That's a guy we right. want to work for who's going to look out for us and not his own pockets and his own mm-hmm. self-interest. So don't sit there and say, well, the CEO's got to do this. No, no, no. They can make the better choice and keep their employees happy. Yeah. So don't give me that shit. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm yeah. not buying this. Well, I've got to keep my 350. Uh, yeah, so I don't mad. know. <laughs> it just makes me <laughs> mad thinking about it. I know. Me too. I know. I got you. It's so I, greedy. It's... So greedy. These people really need is. jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and yet if it that's... wasn't for them, you wouldn't have the company. Exactly. You, know? you need These... those people doing the jobs that they're doing, you know. You know, I'm sorry uh... that your games aren't meeting your expectations, but what, what do you want? You keep churning out the same garbage every year, mm-hmm. you know. At least. And, like, releasing everything at the same exact time. I know, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it, like, Apex Legends and, and uh, uh, Anthem? Yeah. Anthem, yep. Yeah, at the same time. And Apex Legends is the one that seems to be doing well, <laughs> from what I'm hearing. So, I like it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, as you can see, it's frustrating. I just, I wish the world was better. You yeah. know, we had better I mean, people in it. So, or at least better ones at the top for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure people will just be like, "Oh, well, you know, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's fine." And there's probably like 16 of you that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'll, I'll stop yeah. fussing about it. Anyway, uh, the next story I've got is uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but Microsoft had ruffled a few feathers last month due to a military contract with the U.S. Army mm-hmm. uh, to supply them with the HoloLens technology. 
Now, even though there have been no applications presented on the use of the HoloLens itself, many assume that this is going to be applied to weaponry, which is making Microsoft's own employees uncomfortable because they don't want to be responsible for, you know, weapons of mass destruction, which I, I, can, I can understand. But yeah. uh, Microsoft CEO Sata Nadella, I feel like I nailed that, nailed said it, that totally. the company is trying to be as transparent as they can be about the deal. But the decision was made to not withhold technology from, quote, democracy elected institutions. So so we don't know what it's actually being used for yet. No. Uh, many of the employees, I, I still feel like they're not convinced about it because they're still protesting. Well, they protesting. may not be allowed to know. Yeah. So. I mean, with the military, I mean, honestly, we shouldn't really know all the things, like the just regular citizens, all the mm. things that they have and what they can do. You know, you don't really want other sides knowing. Yeah, if it's packing, public, you know? yeah, if it's public knowledge, um, it's going to be a, a bad, day, bad day. Right. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a fair, you know. I mean, good, good for us for padding our military or something. But I, I, I do understand the the moral implications that the, right. the employees have. They, I, I, they didn't sign up to make weapons. Right. And if this technology is used for weapons, then, yeah, they're kind of responsible for indirectly responsible. I don't want to say, right. like, well, you guys did. I wouldn't blame them. Microsoft's the one that made the deal. Right. So, but I understand where they would have their own moral problems. Yeah, I mean, everybody's so, yeah. different in how they feel about contributing to these types of things, you know. And mm -hmm. if someone's really deep down is not in agreement with that sort of stuff, I, I could understand, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard, I don't want to get too political, but just kind right. of on a, the idea of the death penalty and things like that. You know, people yeah. feel that even the worst people don't need to be put to death. And they feel like if they are, then they are responsible because their tax dollars go to the executions sure. or help pay for them. So they feel like they are responsible for the death of someone. I have a hard time swallowing that argument but i see where they're coming from you mm -hmm. know what i mean I, I mean that one's uh i don't again i don't want to get too political well, I'm i just, mean like I, using that example in this example yeah i could see it a little bit more because yeah. you would feel like you've just created something that took innocent life right because mm -hmm. there, there's always going to be that situation unfortunately in war you yeah. know there's always going to be innocent bystanders um, when you're throwing these weapons around. So mm -hmm. I could understand it in that situation. So that's a good example of why these people would would feel upset about that. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I don't really feel like we'll get any information as to what it's being used for. Like you said, I don't think the Army is going to release that information. really, as civilians anyway. But, but again, I, I hope that uh, they come to some amicable agreement where the employees don't feel responsible they don't feel like that they have to right. take responsibility for that so or we'll, allow those who are okay with it to be the ones to forge ahead yeah. on it and not you know mm. i mean i don't have the answers to it but no but we'll see uh, next story I've got is there was a game recently released called Devotion, uh, and it has been the center of some controversy since last week. Kicking this off was the inclusion of a poster in the game itself that mocked President of or the President of China Xi Jinping, 
calling him a moron as well as Winnie the Pooh. Now, oh, if he you, loves being called Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, out here. if if you're if any <laughs> yeah. of you are unaware, uh, Xi Jinping has a hatred for the Disney character Winnie the Pooh due to numerous accounts of him being compared to the character, uh, which has led to, from what I know, a banning of the bear in the country. I think so. I was actually going to say that. I don't think you can look him up or do anything like that no. over there. So anyway, this poster was found by numerous Chinese players, uh, which translated the text and all this and saw it, and they went to Steam and review bombed the game. Uh, then developer Red Candle, which is actually based in Taiwan, which could explain a few issues uh, <laughs> where that kind of came in. They removed the game from Steam, then issued an apology saying that it was an unprofessional mistake and even said that the game's publishers were unaware of the inclusion and have since terminated their partnership with them. So they're in the clear. Uh, Red Candle said that they took the game down to fix some bugs, but come on. That's yeah. that's what you did it for. You took Our, it down. The timing to... is just very coincidental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I can't. I understand. I understand why people would do this, and you know, the review bombing thing. I understand that that's a way for people to get their message out. But right now, it's starting to become kind of a thing that's starting to bug me. Because just when they want to take something down. Yeah, because for example, <laughs> I mean, just outside of the realm of video games, because we see that all the time where people get pissy and start review bombing. They started doing that with uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, the, the movies, Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, the movie's not even out yet, and it was getting review-bombed. And why? They had For, to take the comments down, and yeah. even the uh, expected score, I think, is right, or the uh, yeah. anticipated to watch or whatever, like, because uh, people were skewing that as well. Quit and wrecking I, things. People. And I just don't, <laughs> and I don't even know where that's coming from. Like, I don't understand why this movie's getting hatred. Unless it's because it's a female-led movie, well, but no I one had that problem. Well, I a little bit about it what, with Brie Larson. I mean, again, without getting into something else, because they people were twisting her words, saying to not, you know, basically they twisted her words to say that who cares about the white man's opinion or something like that, when she was oh. just kind of going into, when she was getting her critiques, she just did a study of like where her critiques were coming from and just saw that the opportunity she was given was not the same as other people, like people of color or, and so it, it, it and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but to my understanding, uh, TLDR, to be honest, you know, it was just it skewed on what she actually was trying to do in studying where her critiques were coming from and why. Gotcha. So you had, I guess, SJW, blah, blah, blah. That was all an uproar and things like that. But that that's that's to my understanding of the little bit that I, I did research on. Yeah. I, I guess the whole review bombing thing, it's starting to get me to a point where I feel like these sites need to just stop allowing comments. I know that would be a bad idea on on one hand because then you don't have people being able to say well I don't like this or whatever and or I do love it and want to share it with other people mm-hmm. but maybe verify accounts you know yeah and then say those are the ones that can comment and you know if you don't have a record of review bombing or anything like that if it's a legitimate complaint 
then you sure. can. Pa- I don't know. There just there needs to be some sort of reining that. It's a hard one in. to crack, right? Yeah, because, yeah. Because like the internet's just so easy for anyone to make a burner account on and delete mm-hmm. it and all this kind of stuff that. As we sit around here and just like even coming from like a streamer standpoint or something, we want certain accounts banned because they come in and troll and say horrible things or whatever. But it's just so easy to create that next account. And it's not so easy to just IP ban someone as we would love to think that it is, you know, Um, and anyone on a VPN. Well, I mean, (laughs) what do you do? So And VPNs are so huge right now. So, yeah, yeah, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. So... (laughs) But I, I have a no doubt this game will kind of come back up at some point, not for controversy's sake, but just, you know, it'll mm-hmm. pop back up on Steam and wherever, and it'll, it'll get fine. back out there. Yeah. Well, so. we'll be on to something new very shortly. Yeah, people forget about it. <laughs> we, we tend to forget after two or three days, and then we've moved on to the next thing we want to be irate about for a while. <laughs> well, thinking about or talking about things that people are going to forget about pretty quick, uh, rumors actually swirled around a few weeks back about this story. And I was going to add it to Truth or Trash, but okay. then I saw something that kind of contradicted it, and I was like, well, maybe, I don't know. I said, I- I'll just, I'll let it stew, but now I kind of wish I had, because one of you would have gotten a pointer, or both of you would have, because Overkill's The Walking Dead is now dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, Skybound has terminated its contract with Starbreeze Studios, citing that the game did not meet their expectations. It's not coming to consoles. It's done. It's over. It's- did you read the full comment too? Like it was, it's almost kind of brutal. Like they just were like, "You guys screwed up." And yeah, we're going to publicly say that it's garbage. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But like- yeah, it was it was to that point. I mean, just saying what I did did not meet their expectations. That's the kindest way to put it because they had an idea what this game was supposed to be as we all did yeah this studio was supposed to make the game what it was supposed to be they did not do that there was already issues before launch like right before launch that caused problems so i think that was already a red flag for a lot of people and then it Mm -hmm. just kind of escalated and went down it's such a shame too because overkill usually does pretty good games you know what i mean yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I was excited when i heard they were the ones heading the uh heading the venture on this man yeah now skybound did say that they would like to explore options to make the game again down the road with the right developers so we may see it again at some point just who knows when but i'm, so I'm it's not coming to console no it's basically it's, the takeaway like they're yeah. not yeah it's done it's over uh, I am I am actually glad to see that Skybound is starting to get a little bit more involved with their game development mm-hmm. because where we saw where they took over Telltale's The Walking Dead series, they're they're putting their foot down here, and I, I actually like that, you know, because in all fairness, if you were to look at something like what we saw with Star Wars Battlefront Two, if Disney would have put the hammer down and said, "Guys, this is a shit show, we're we're stopping this right now, end it, done," mm-hmm. then I mean that would have been pretty bold but yeah they didn't because i don't really feel like they're losing any money out of it so or they just didn't really look into it i don't know like sometimes and this is just in my own head too i have no proof to back this up like Mm. a company that's so large that has so many things that they've licensed out for people to do i wouldn't be surprised if certain things they just no idea even yeah i mean even based on some comments bob Iger made it was just like we we license it out so you know, right, just like, yeah. just like we, we don't really lose anything. We just like, here, we'll, 
there's there you can play with our toys but that's about it and they don't lose anything they just get the money you know so that's probably why they don't care but robert kirkman i mean he's the man ahead you know in charge over at skybound this is his baby this is something he wants to take care of so i have no doubt that if it makes his brand look bad He's going to step up and be like, no, 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 no. You're not going to ruin my, my game and or ruin my name. My name. name. Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah, this, <clears throat> is, this means something to me. And I feel like he doesn't have that kind of control. I could be wrong when it comes to the AMC side. Because as we saw, AMC made that Walking Dead game with Daryl and Merle. And everyone oh hates God. that garbage. But it, yes. he didn't seem to have any hand in that to a point where he could be like, no, I'm shutting this down. I wonder if it's probably like bought out to different companies per medium, maybe, you know, like AMC owns the, this version rights because it had Daryl in it. You know what I mean? So maybe that version of Walking Dead AMC Mm -hmm. owns. Because, because they do have to say it like that. Have you noticed that it's AMC's The Walking Dead? Yeah. So I'm sure that there's some sort of brand recognition to say this is. Overkills The Walking Dead. Like we were, yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's too differentiate so to speak yeah so which i mean that's smart on his part you know make sure that you've still got your brand the good part <laughs> and then mm-hmm. if you're gonna license it out you put your name on it and this is yours like this you is your version my universe is pretty much what what he's saying yeah you know so, it's a smart move so uh, i applaud him for for shutting this down and saying no you're not gonna mm-hmm. continue this garbage with my name on it so I Although like to that. be fair, I don't really feel like it had much to do with it. Like there was, no, unless something changed upon full release, mm-hmm. like there was no sharing of characters. To me, it was just like it was another zombie game, another zombie survival game. Yeah, where we were thinking we were getting some sort of like Left for Dead style, and I mean, I guess in some modes it kind of was, but. Um, like there was, I guess, like a technically a horde mode where you were defending your base or whatever, and you had three different doors that you would have to keep track of mm-hmm. depending on what was getting broken into at the time. But um, yeah, like I don't, none of them had the names of any of the characters from the books or anything like that. So yeah, it was just I think wanting to have that name. Probably, no doubt. I don't know. I mean, I, it interests me early on, and then oh, yeah, the, me too. the closer it got, I was just like. Eh. I played Especially, the beta, and I think that's when I went, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I mean, again, that's that's a, a big red flag <laughs> when you start to, if you're playing a beta and you're just like, eh, I don't know if I want to see more of this, you know. But I try to be objective because I'm like, it's just beta. Yeah. You know, like I try to put that in my own head. So I'm like, they just they, they're t- stress testing servers. They're doing this. They're, yeah. you know. But at least you can sit there and say, this could get better and mm-hmm. I would like to play this better. Oh, it had so much potential. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that's the end of that. Maybe we'll see it again. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about some quickets. What do I have here? Okay, first of all, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, GOG let go of about a dozen people. They said it's not a, not a layoff. They let them mm. go, <laughs> you know, because, it's, yeah, <laughs> like it matters. So, in other words, we had them captive. Yeah. They're allowed uh, to leave the house now. And they said that this, this was uh, a financial decision due to recent difficulties. So, Which is a layoff, right? Yeah, you'd think. But they don't They don't want to call it a layoff because... De- What's Merriam-Webster saying about that? Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, the Activision thing, they're just like, it's not a layoff. We, we fired them. <laughs> they're gone. Don't add us. <laughs> uh, 
Avalanche Studios co-founder Christopher Sundberg announced his exit from the company after 16 years. Mm. You know, I guess he's moving on to better things. Or maybe he just wants to spend time with his family like Reggie does. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Uh, And in an interview, this is this is. Really, really interesting stuff. In an interview, the CEO of Obsidian Entertainment gave an explanation behind the Microsoft acquisition. Would you like to know what it was? Yes. I'm going to sum it up in one word. Okay. Money. Ah, what? Yeah. Who knew? You know? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Not at all. I mean, granted, he, he embellished it a bit and... and you know, it's like, oh, it's because of this and this and this. And it's like, so money, right? Mm-hmm. You can put all the fans. I see what you're saying, money. Distract us with all these big words. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sega announced a Yakuza spinoff game called Judgment. I don't know if you saw this. I did. I'm kind of interested. So am I. I mean, yeah. I've wanted to play these, uh, but the way it's being touted right now, a lot of places are saying the same thing. In essence, it's a Yakuza game, but... With some Ace Attorney in there, and I'm like, <gasps> "Yeah, you have my attention." Do. I liked Yakuza. Also. Tell me I more. Liked Ace Attorney. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo announced Pokemon Sword and Shield. I was going to say Sealed for some reason. Shield for the Switch. So now we have <laughs> brand said it so fast. I don't yeah. know if any of us. Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. <laughs> uh, so this is like the first console Pokemon game. So everybody who's a Pokemon fan is excited about that. Mm-hmm. I suppose. I mean, I mean, I I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I looked Isn't at it their like st- an RPG too, or have they always mm-hmm. been? Am I just they, being stupid? No, they they've always been kind of an RPG style game. Yeah. And they they showed their starters, and again, don't don't get mad at me for this, Pokemon fans, but. I looked at the three starters and I was like, I've seen these before. <laughs> you know, I was like, how many more Pokemon can y'all make? I've seen these. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Just variations on other things. As, as long as it has big eyes and an adorable face. Mm-hmm. We're making it a Pokemon. Uh, IGN premiered an Alien Isolation digital series last week, which from what I could tell, and if I'm wrong, you can tell me. Uh, mm-hmm. seem to be cutscenes from the games kind of spliced together as a series. Hmm. So uh, if you're interested in seeing that, it's on their their yeah. page you just right now. Watch it like a movie. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the devs for Kingdom Hearts Three confirmed that they're going to have some DLC coming in the future. Nice. All I'm asking for, <laughs> Marvel, and Star Wars. Ooh. Just, just do a world. I don't care what it has. Please, please. I know it's DLC. Just please mm-hmm. let us go to these worlds in this game. It would be so amazing. You can create <laughs> superhero versions of Donald and Goofy and Sora, and that will just be badass. And then in Star Wars, I don't know what you'd do. You'd give them Luke Skywalker and Han Solo s clothes. Hell, you could make Goofy look like Chewie. Why not? Ooh, you know? there you go. And he could be going... <laughs> Or however that'll go. (laughs) No, you nailed it. That's perfect. Everyone steal that sound bite right now. (laughs) I got to work on my Goofy and my Chewy. See, I can do them separately. Uh, Separately, but the the mishmash, I don't know. I think think that's perfect. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, Capcom is apparently looking to uh, expand its game library into the PC market. So you could very well 
soon see some uh, games. If um, I'm going to suggest this now. Okay. If Mega Man, like the original series, comes to PC, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you to play them okay. and say you need to do this because... I want to share my love of Mega Man with you. And, and I you mean, gotta... I have a PlayStation. You it's do. It's not like I'm 100% PC Master Race. I right. I prefer PC as the exactly. medium that I, yeah, so, so I have if it's the there, If it's there, you know, then, then you can be like, hey, this now it's easily accessible to you. On That's the true. on your preferred platform, I understand that. I've got I got a PC and I've got games on it, and I just mm-hmm. I want to play them. I just don't think about it because yeah. I, I'm just like I got a console and it's got games on it. <laughs> and you're probably already set up in the most comfortable place for your console. yeah yeah you know? exactly. So it's I I get it I get it. Yeah. So hopefully that'll happen. I don't know that for sure. It's just they said they're expanding. So with that said, mm-hmm. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy is coming. Yes. To all platforms, including PC, April 9th. I jumped in my enthusiasm. I saw that. April, I'm so excited. You know what I'm going to be playing. Oh, yeah. Mm. I pre-ordered. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I, also, and I got this awesome theme, you know, for mm-hmm. my PlayStation. And I didn't know what to expect. They were just like, get a, you know, Phoenix Wright pixel art thing. And I was like, all right, cool. So I forgot about it. When I, because I pre-ordered it, you know, like in the day when I saw it, and I was like, oh, so I got it, and then I got came home, and then I was looking at, it, I was like, oh yeah, I got that theme, so I went and looked at it and I downloaded it, and the joy that came across my heart when the music started playing, and I was like, that's that theme I love so much in the game, mm-hmm. and it's playing right now, <laughs> you know, so I, I was so excited, <laughs> I was overjoyed. Yes. So. No, I'm excited for it for for sure. April 9th. Gosh, yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I think you'll have a lot of fun streaming it because, and again, I don't know how this would work, but I feel like it would work great because I wanted to actually figure out how to mobile stream because when they came to mobile, mm-hmm. it was the first thing I wanted to do, you know, and but I just never got around to setting it up. But think about it. You're going to be sharing the story. Hopefully, you won't have anybody in in your chat who's who already knows. I'm because, sure it yeah, it probably. Yeah. So you can tell them to shut their mouths. But everybody can or be on this bad. journey. But be on this journey together mm-hmm. to solve a mystery. And that's the beauty of that 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 game, especially one of the things that just I don't want to say it frustrates me, it frustrated in a good way. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be presented with a situation and you're looking at it and you know, you know exactly what the problem is. Like they'll be like you've got you know, to present some evidence to prove this yeah. guy is is lying or something like that. And you're like, of course he's lying. And you're already filling in the gaps in your head. It's like, because this and this and this. And you know it. You know uh-huh. he's lying. But then you have to find the evidence. Like, what piece of which evidence. Which one do they want? Yeah. yeah which like, which one best? is going to do it? And sometimes you, you nail it. You'd be like, aha. Yeah. And then other times you're just like, this? And then you'll just be like. <laughs> Here you go. And they'll be like, you're wrong. This is waste of time. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. And then you lose some of your health or whatever yeah. it is. And then you got to start just like, the whole court scene over again. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll that be fun because if you've yeah. got a, a good group to play that with, they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, what is it? What is it? And they'll be like, ah, try this. So hopefully they're not, they're playing along with you, not against sure. you. Sure. Or just introducing some kids to the whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, you know. 
<laughs> I'm really hoping if this sells well, they'll they'll bring the other three along with it. Because, Hopefully, yeah. Because well, I thought got, it was the tri- well the Ace Attorney trilogy. Yeah, yeah that, those are the first three that came out. I think the very first one came out on the. Well, I actually think all three of them were DS titles. I think the first one may have been a Game Boy Color title. If we want to go way far back, that and I then they know. ported them onto the game or to the DS. Because I never had the handhelds. I was just super excited when they came to mobile and stuff mm-hmm. like that because then I could play it there. But then when they moved to, um, when they finally started making DS titles, I think that's when it went to uh, Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you'd think, oh, is this a spinoff? It, it is, but Phoenix Wright is still part of the story. So yeah. he's he's in there. And then Phoenix Wright 5 and 6, which I don't think I played 6 yet, but... Five, I think, was the last one that I got to play, and then I just hope they they roll them all over to right. that. And if they if they could just throw in, I don't know if you ever saw this or played this, but if they could just throw in the Phoenix Wright Professor Layton crossover, then my I heart feel like will be. I've seen it, but I don't really. Oh, uh, I oh god, my god, because yeah. the, you're talking. When I found that out, you talk about leaping out of your chair, because. Having a DS, you know, looking for unique titles, Phoenix Wright was one of those that I, I mm-hmm. ran into. And I was like, oh, I love this series. I love what it's doing. And then I was introduced to Professor Layton. It's just puzzles and all this other stuff. And I was like, this is a great series, too. And then one day it was just like, hey, there's going to be a crossover with this. And you're like, are you shitting me? <laughs> it's like you're melding my two favorite games together into one thing. Are you kidding me? So I was just, yeah, it was insane. And then the way they did it. They did cutscenes. They they meshed together the place. Oh my god! Good Amazing. stuff, huh? Amazing. Okay. Hopefully, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. So, but that's that could be a, a legal snafu because you got two developers and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Capcom would have the rights to do so. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers because crossed. Because I, I want to play it again. Uh, the next thing about we went off on a tangent with that. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, Nether Realm released the reveal of Johnny Cage for Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw it, but they showcased his fighting style and one amazing fatality. No, I didn't. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about this fatality because it was just like, that's, this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because they're fine. They're, I'm not saying finally doing something creative, but creative in just a completely new way. So he does, you know, the move and it's like, finish him. And he goes for an uppercut. Dude's jaw pops off. But then at that exact moment, it's like, cut! And then he's on a film set, and he's like, ah! And they bring in, like, a clapperboard, and he's like, do it again, do it again! And then, pow! Hits him, and his, I think his head falls off or something like that. And uh-huh. then Johnny's like, and they're like, God! Johnny's like, oh, man, where do they get these fucking guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute! So it was just well, awesome, yeah. Good, I mean, I guess cute. It was It was a very unique fatality. Yeah, that and I was like, great. That is awesome. I'm surprised they would reveal it so early. Well, not so early, I guess, but, like... Well, I mean, that one is a nice little yeah, find but, out what you play it kind of thing. But I think uh, I like that they're at least showcasing one fatality per character just to kind of give you an understanding of how brutal this is going to be because. Because mm-hmm. I thought the whole selfie one, too, in the last yeah. one was pretty mm-hmm. fun to watch, too. Mm-hmm. But. but yeah, I love what they're doing with this. I'm excited for the game. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it to come out. April 23rd. So April I, 23rd. Yes. And see, we've got uh, at least two weeks uh, to play Phoenix Wright, and then that game comes out. So we yes. can we can barrel through that and sure that amount thing. of time. Yeah. 
Uh, of course, that is three games. Phoenix Wright. So, hey, uh, we, a, we can do I it. I don't know. Well, we'll get through it. Yeah, we'll get through it. We'll uh, make it. A new trailer for Detective Pikachu dropped, and yes. I feel like it showed something that should have been left a secret because I feel like I, I know what the plot is now. Oh, yeah? I could be wrong, but I feel like that reveal, which if you haven't seen it, spoilers if you don't want to know, three, two, one, Mewtwo, is I think I know what the story is. So I'm going to say it right here, right now. This is all speculation. This is all theory. I have not read anything online or anything like that. This is just my theory based on that reveal alone. Something tells me that the mystery behind Detective Pikachu and this kid looking for his father, he's responsible for genetically altering Pokemon, like some secret experiment that's not supposed to be happening, hence Hmm. Mewtwo. Yeah. So there's a cover-up, there's a conspiracy, he could have been, you know, responsible for this, and then, you know, he had to go into hiding, something like that. I guarantee it's going to be about genetic altering of Pokemon. You watch and see. That's my take. Okay. That's my take. If I'm wrong, then we'll prove it later on. That'll be your truth or trash. That's right. right. Uh, and finally, revenue for the cash cow known as Fortnite has apparently dropped 50% since December. Wow. So I'm curious, is this the beginning of the end for Fortnite? I think it's just it finally had some competition that people were really on board with. Because, I mean, yeah. people really do like that Apex Legends. That's what I'm hearing. So I think that'll be the new thing. You know? I mean, so. it, I don't know what its staying power will be. Who knows? You know? Um I mean, hell, even Ninja was playing it for a while. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that well, might gonna... be where it dropped. I don't know. Yeah, I might can... be giving him too much power. I don't know, but yeah. um, I mean, people are influenced, so yeah. we'll see. It's uh, yeah, I mean, a healthy competition is good, man. It keeps yeah. you innovating. It keeps making you want to uh, put bigger, better things in there instead of getting complacent. Not saying that they were. I mean, I, it's not a game I ever played, so I really don't know. I know they always updated seasons and things like that, So, mm-hmm. which was what the complaints with like what PUBG and stuff was because they just never were getting new maps or anything like that. But yeah. now now we'll see. Yeah, we will see. So yeah. keep keep that in, in mind. You know, this today could be the day we're seeing a Fortnite drift away. I mean, but it was going to happen, never I think, eventually. Yeah, um, I mean, things things can stick around for a while, but eventually yeah. they die down. So. I mean, it's been over a year now, for sure. Solid. Oh, yeah. year and a half. For a game, more. that's... It's pretty good. That's a good... Yeah, it's a good run. Truth or trash time. All right. I have... I'm hoping I did my research this time so I can uh, tally up the points over Todd while he's gone on his birthday. Happy birthday, mm. by the way. I'm going <laughs> to... I don't have an ink pen, but I've got Since my Since I already know last week, within like an hour after the podcast, I'm like, oh, I got yeah. one wrong. Damn. It's fine. Okay. So I've got a few good ones here. I've got five. And I, I have to think on these now. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm, I'm going to be, yes. Okay. First, Xbox One games will be ported to Windows 10 this year. Okay, so with what I already know I got wrong last week, Mm -hmm. I, later this year. Mm -hmm. Or just this year So like on their their Game Pass or just available Mm -hmm. on PC? Not on Game Pass. This will be 
full releases ported like to on PC. Steam or wherever you buy your games. Mm. Oh well, Windows Ten. Oh, that's right. They do have a store, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I never use it. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say truth. Okay. Feel like they're on that trend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Borderlands Three will be revealed in April. In April. Ooh, I don't know why I feel like. When's E three? Mm-hmm. Uh, May. That's usually oh, it's oh. I thought it was. I feel like that's an E three thing. In mm-hmm. April, I'm mm-hmm. gonna say no to April. Okay. This year maybe, but I'm gonna say no to April. I feel like that's so soon. I hope it's true, but well, we'll see. I'll probably okay. find out later tonight. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rockstar is currently casting for Bully 2. Yes. Okay. I feel like we've heard this rumor for a while. Okay. Although I would have said they were already doing it, but sure, yes. Wait, yeah. Mm. That would seem awfully soon for a new game from Rockstar. But they're casting, and it casting. takes them a long time to make. Mm-hmm. So true, yes. Okay. I want to be on the forefront of this. You heard it here. You heard it here first. You heard it out of Alicia's mouth. Well, I think here's another big uh, you heard it here first. In a move that will take the franchise to Italy, Assassin's Creed Renaissance will release in 2020. Um, I'm going to say trash ca- simply because I heard it was a different name. Okay. Like I heard Italy and Rome and all that kind of stuff in that time, but not Renaissance. I think that's what you said, right? That is. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say trash on the title. Okay. Fair enough. And finally. I'm trying to do my research now, as you can you're see. You're doing good. You're doing good. Okay. Here's here's a here's a solid one. Okay. And there's a, there's a part of me that wants this to be true, but But we'll you see. don't know either, he says. Carrie <laughs> Hiroyuki Tagawa, best known to video game fans as Shang Tsung in the first Mortal Kombat film will return to the role in Mortal Kombat 11. Man, I've I'd never really followed Mortal Kombat from the beginning. All you got to remember is the film. Oh, you did say film. Mm-hmm. Sure, true. Fair enough. All right. Cool. I mean, we've got like hardly any time to figure this out between now and then. Sure. But, I mean, I'll throw that one at you. Why not? Yeah, you want it to be true. So I, I mean, want it I to be true. If I put it into the universe, it'll be true for you. I mean, if they do that, then that means they should, like, tap the other actors who are in the movies and then have their skins in there, movie skins, and so, do yeah, all like that So, yeah, like, eventually, stuff. right? So, maybe not on launch. Oh, and that was another thing that they did. And this just opens up the door of possibilities. Again, it was a move in the game or in the trailer for the mm-hmm. going back to the Johnny Cage trailer that they showed he did a move where he kind of called some like kind of waved his hand I think it was mm-hmm. and then another Johnny Cage came up behind the other fighter and held him down while the other one like came a up stunt punch. double right but what was <sighs> beautiful about it is if you looked at the stunt doubles outfit it was like one of the outfits from another game and I was like oh that was little, uh, little Easter eggs thrown yeah. in there or something so yeah. 
I don't know what to expect of this game, but when they keep doing little things like this where we're seeing multiple versions of these characters, I'm getting excited. You know, what are you doing? I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. I want more of this. Uh-huh. So we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. All right, let's do some weird news because I debated on where I should put this story. Mm-hmm. But then I committed it to weird news because I feel like it definitely fits here. Because for some bizarre reason, THQ Nordic held an AMA on 8chan, which, if you don't know, is an incredibly volatile message board filled with racism, bigotry, and from what we hear, even child pornography, which (laughs) that place Yeah, to my understanding, they're like, you can't even find them on Google searches anymore because of that. Like, exactly. You're not even going to find them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, THQ Nordic was seemingly oblivious to the site's content. However, the tweet announcing it saying, we have no idea why, to me, suggests they knew something. You know, why would you say, we don't know why we're doing this on this thing? Well, then you know a little something. At least that's... given some sort of heads up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they knew something. To what degree? I don't know, but... You don't just say that. Well, it was like even the one tweet that said uh, Mark promised he'd take care of the nasty stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You knew something. A little just something. It's just like some things just seem very weird. I don't know. Yeah, this yeah. is a... Anyway, PR marketing director Philip Brock and business and product development director Reinhardt Police, that's an awesome name, right. uh, took to the site and answered questions. There was nothing groundbreaking. It was just the type of nonsense you would expect because people were asking, hey, and, you know, saying stupid shit. A lot and, about Darksiders, a lot about, you know. I mean, then, a lot of it did seem like legitimate questions, but I had a hard time flipping through the AMA. Did you try to flip through it? No, like, I don't really understand no, no, the no. format. Like, it was really hard for me to understand, like, where they were answering. Yeah. I, it, it's just the format of it, the way it was laid out was just too hard. I tried to flip through it for about 30 minutes and I just, I couldn't understand like the question versus the answer, where to even find the answers that they were giving. Like, I just didn't understand it. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I didn't try it. Anyway, eventually the AMA was shut down and immediately THQ began issuing apologies saying what you'd expect. We didn't know, we're sorry, blah, blah, blah. But, I kind of think this makes me wonder, maybe others will agree, uh, was this a mistake by two people who were just simple to the internet? Or was this a marketing ploy to get more eyes on the company? Because who talks about THQ Nordic anymore? You know? (laughs) Right. I mean, uh, you know, again, with the way I like to flip through Twitter feeds, uh, (laughs) like that that argument was going back and forth quite a bit. Like, oh, so is this just... uh, any kind of PR is good PR kind of move or how stupid can you be as a PR person to not do even just one simple search on a a website that you're going to do an AMA on? Like what you want to do any kind of research, especially if you've never heard of it before, maybe you just kind of want to know what the Mm -hmm. thing, anything with the word Chan in it and a number would give me pause. Now I'll be honest. I've not heard of eight Chan before this happened. I've heard of four Chan. Yeah, yep. but again, if I would have saw eight Chan, I would have been like, mm, maybe I need to, cause I knew what four Chan was. I don't know. Obviously, no, I, I don't have a good answer. But like, the, it, the whole thing is just bizarre. I'm not gonna say definitively that I 100 percent think that they knew beforehand or didn't. 
But I think as a PR person, it would have been quite silly to not do any type of research before you did it. I agree. So, you know, they're morons yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Or clever marketing bastards. So I mean, nobody's really talking about it on there anymore. So I guess nah. it's like, you know. Like yeah. I did kind of flip through their Twitter a few days later to see if anybody still, you know, gave a crap. And I hadn't seen anything more. I don't think anyone does anymore. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing I have is Epic Games is getting sued yet again uh, yeah. for yet another dance move known as the Running Man emote, uh, supposedly created by former basketball stars Jalen Brantley and Jarkin Nickens. I don't even know who they are. Um, so did they sue Vanilla Ice? You know, they should, because isn't that his... Thing. Da, 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 da. Right? Am I remembering the video well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, stop. Okay, don't sue me for singing part of the song. But I mean, come on, man. We've we've already went over They've this. They've already lost so many lawsuits to these dance things. Like, yes. stop it. Just they say you cannot copyright they just want a dance. Their name up there again. Like, I want to. Uh, whatever. This is like lo- frivolous lawsuits like this really start to bother me. Mm. You know, like when you have a legitimate reason to sue, please by all means. But like, we've already lost. The Carlton was the only one, and I know we discussed this a few weeks ago in a podcast that I thought might might have held some water, and even that one lost. Mm-hmm. So just stop, guys. Yeah. Just stop. Just. Stop. I mean. Look, they're already down fifty percent in revenue. They're not going to give you anything. So, I mean, they're they're losing money themselves. Stop, stop being assholes to like, these people. Go come up with a brilliant idea or start a business or something yeah. to make your money. I'm kidding. All right, let's do some release dates here. What do we got? On March fourth, we have Old Man's Journey for Xbox One, Black Desert for Xbox One. Then on March 5th, we have Move or Die for PS4, Darkest Hunter for Nintendo Switch, Left Alive for PS4 and PC, Pillar for Nintendo Switch, Eternity, The Last Unicorn for PS4 and PC, Beat Cop for Nintendo Switch, The Occupation for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I don't know anything about it. Or at least I don't recall. I have to look into it. I like it, yeah. The Occupation. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Unknown Fate for Nintendo Switch, Attack of the Earthlings for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, 12 is better than 6 for Nintendo Switch, RBI Baseball 19 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, and My Little Riding Champion for Nintendo Switch. Then on March 7th, we have Ghoul Boy for Nintendo... All these are for the Nintendo Switch, by the way. Uh, Ghoul Boy, Marked for Death, or Dragon Marked for Death, Advanced Attacker, excuse me, Hard West... Brave Land Trilogy and Valley, all for Nintendo Switch on March 7th. Then on March 8th, we have Devil May Cry 5 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn for 3DS. Path of Exile Synthesis for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And Assault Android Cactus Plus for Nintendo Switch. Then we have the Xbox Games with Gold for March. They have coming for Xbox One players, Adventure Time, Pirates of the... Ooh, that's a word. Inchiridon. E-N-C-H-I-R-I-D-I-O-N. Inchiridion. Yeah. Inchiridon. You you Adventure Time fans out there, you probably know what I'm talking about. So the Pirates of this thing uh, comes out <laughs> on March 1st and is available to the 31st. Then Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 2 from March 16th through April 15th. 
Then for Xbox 360 players, plus with the compatible Xbox One playing, if you if you have either or, uh, there's Star Wars Republic Commando uh, from March 1st to the 16th. Then Metal Gear Rising Revengeance from March 1st through the 31st. And finally, the PlayStation Plus games for March. Uh, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered and The Witness. And this is the first month that uh, Sony is not offering up PlayStation 3 or Vita titles. So it's I only PlayStation that's going 4. the way of the Dodo now, huh? I think they are. I think they were mentioning that they weren't going to be available uh, starting it's, in March. So It's really lasted a lot longer than I thought. It has. I mean, how long has the PS4 been out now? Like, wow, I'm impressed PS3 and Vita and all that stuff was still even getting anything, mm-hmm. to be fair. And like we mentioned last week, the Vita has officially shut down production, so they're done. I mean, it's uh, their time is, has come, and I don't think it's... I mean, it's, I'm curious, are there people that still 100% rely on the PS3? I'm curious. curious. Yeah. If, if you, you guys are, please let us know. I'm kind please. of curious to see. I'd like to know. Just out of sheer curiosity. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready to play? What the hell did you just say? I guess. I've not been confident okay. in my game playing abilities lately. Well, I mean, you're not you're not playing against Todd today. So we'll just, I mean, you just got to tell me what you think the games are and see how you do. Because I think. Yeah, I've, but I like, I like to, I like to rock it. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think you'll do fine. I, I got you three good ones today. All right. So okay. the first one I have for you is it's fun to break things. It's fun to break things. So if I'm going to go with just what I think it means, um, it seems like one of those like ball crasher games, those ball crusher games that's been happening where you have like the little circles or whatever at the bottom and you've got to like, it's a physics base where you can hit it at a certain angle to try to knock down all the balls that have like the numbers on it Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, But I think maybe the spin on this one is, is that you're actually like throwing specific objects, like you pull it back like a, you know, and I throw a shoe and the shoe has to hit all of these different objects in a living room setting or something. Okay. Um, bonus points if you hit like the cat or something like that as it's like walking around in the background. Um, and then it just kind of levels its way through maybe that to the point where you get to like maybe you have to level an entire town with uh, what are those big things called that's got like the ball on it that destroys an entire building when it's time to level it. Uh a ball and chain. <laughs> yes, that thing. Totally. I'm sure it has a called. better name. I just, I know what you're talking about. I can't I, My brain forgets the simplest things yeah. at the worst times. Uh, but that, and so that it just kind of a nice little time waster PC game. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, that, I'd play it. beat it in a couple of hours, you know? Yeah, I think I would play it. Maybe you have a ping pong ball level mm-hmm. in a garage, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I would play that. Just just yes. for a time waster. Yes. Have you ever played that it made me remember of another time wasting game that I played and I'm trying to uh, trying to remember what it was called. I'm probably gonna botch the name. Mm-hmm. It was like my first fireplace or something like that. Or Are you sure it wasn't a screensaver, Steve? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was there was a, there was a better name for it, and I can't remember. It was from the same people who did the World of Goo. 
game. Okay. Do you remember that game? I do. And again, I know there, I did, I don't have the name right, but essentially what you did is you had this little fireplace and you would just burn things in it. And then you had a catalog that you would put stuff, like you'd buy stuff from the catalog and then you'd take that stuff and then you'd burn it in your fireplace. And that was the purpose of it, is buying stuff, burning it in the fireplace. And then you would have to combine certain elements in the fireplace to create something when you burned it. Hmm. And it was just this constant, I'm burning this, I'm burning that. If I burn this and this together, it'll do that. And then you just buy more stuff and you consume. But there's a story behind it because you think, well, this is just simple. But if you burn everything and then you continue to burn more stuff and you get access to deeper into the catalog for the more expensive stuff eventually a story plays out about being a consumer in this world you know and what they're actually tried to go deep maybe yeah yeah because the last portion of the game essentially is not you doing that burning stuff like you are 90 percent of the game but it actually goes into a deep story about consumerism and stuff like that so i was like oh and how you're just burning through your money yeah Essentially, I mean, mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty clever. If I can f- remember the name of it, I'll I'll yeah, send it let to me you. Know. Little as five, I can't remember. I'm not. I'm going to stop. I'm. <laughs> <before> I, <box laughs> the name. I know we'll drive ourselves nuts. Uh, the next one I've got is infinite chili sauce. Infinite chili It's like I kind of have an idea, but it would suck as a video game. So I think this would be another one of those restaurant management type games uh, that the the head chef, obviously, in my mind, obviously, was uh, makes the world's best renowned chili sauce. Right. So as the the customers are coming through each dish that you create, because you get to plan it out ahead of time before each shift how you want your dishes to be prepared because you're experimenting on what your chili sauce could actually be in complement of. So let's say you screwed up one day and you decided you wanted to put it in a milkshake. You're going to get the feedback as the customers come in and you start that shift on thumbs up or thumbs down, you know, and at, at the end of each level, it'll give you like a score that was on the newspaper that day or something for like how well received that this well-renowned chef's chili sauce was received today. Um, and so it's just an infinite cycle of you concocting these dishes. Well, as infinite as the game will allow, obviously you have mm. to finish the game at some point. Um, and you take it, let's say first level is in like the United States and then you've upgraded from there and now you go to different countries around the world. And so that's how the dishes will start to change depending on what region that you're in and experimenting with all of your chili sauces on different uh, dishes throughout the world and then trying to serve them as fast as possible and get the highest score. Hmm. I mean, I, I might give it a few minutes of my time, maybe. <laughs> Just, I'm going just very to simple today. Yeah, it was just like, eh, maybe, maybe, we'll see. If you like time management games, I guess. Yeah. Now, this this last one here uh, feels like more of a Todd one, but I uh, figured I'd give it to you okay. just to see how you would do with it. Um, <laughs> Super President, How to Rule the Country. Super President, How to Rule the Country. Well, I already know where he would go with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. So uh, uh, let's just, for the sake of not concocting an argument, 
Um, it's like a civilization ripoff type game. And it's based in the United States or, or, or maybe France. They call them presidents over there too, sure. right? It's not mm-hmm. like a prime minister or something like that. Um, and you can, you can do this either way. I think just like in a civilization style. So it's like a, a turn-based strategy game uh, where, you know, your constituents or your people, you know, come to you or write their representatives on what they need or want. And your job is to either very well, like be a good president and maybe actually try to give the will of the people and, 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 and do good things, or you could be evil and strip it all away, force religion on people, make it a dictatorship, um, and all of that. So, um, and then of course, once you've conquered, let's say you start in a smaller country and you've got to just keep conquering countries. And then of course, obviously the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But it's totally a ripoff of like civilization. Sure. They they tweaked the graphics a little bit, obviously, so they couldn't get sued and yeah, put yeah. no dancing in it because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little it's a tough subject these days. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm not gonna play that because <laughs> <laughs> it just fair. doesn't appeal to me. But uh, sorry, you know. should I have put Trump in it? No, I still wouldn't have played it. So I, I mean, would I would like if I would have put him in it, I would have been like, well, I'm not even gonna look at it, and that's my yeah. opinion. Be like. Psh- yeah. See. So either way, it's just eh, it's not interesting. So fair enough. It's fine. It's fine. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's get on to our uh, headliner this week. We uh, we were kind of batting around an idea, and mm-hmm. uh, it's an idea that you kind of pitched to me, and I, I thought it was uh, an interesting one. So I had to do a little digging, but uh, I'm going to allow you to go first on this. It's games that we have an emotional connection to uh, or have have affected us from an emotional level in some way. And I thought that would be an interesting topic. I'm sure mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of people don't ever consider that, you know, why they would have some sort of emotional connection to a video game. But like most things or anything for that matter, we can have an emotional connection to anything. You know, there's mm-hmm. something about it that reaches us on some level, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tell me, tell me what you got. So, uh, it's it, this one it was pretty much the first one uh, that really came to mind, especially over something that I've I've played over the recent years. Um, there was a game by Akamura Games. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Called uh, Keep in Mind. Mm-hmm. That it, it was actually a remake of of the game of the same name from I don't know however many years ago. Um and it's a it's a very simple game that tackles some pretty heavy topics. So just keep keep that in mind if if you're looking for this game. Um it's about a half an hour I think from start to finish. So it, it was meant as a one playthrough tell it story type situation um and it does tackle some heavy topics. Uh it's it is it kind of starts off with this husband and wife in the same bed and it's pixel graphics it's very it's very minimal what they did here because you could tell it was 100% the story that they wanted to be the focus of this game um and and the mental demons that's going through his head obviously their relationship isn't going that well cuz he's also struggling with alcoholism um very mentally troubled with things that have been going on in his life and the game itself 
goes through um, like a dream state of his. So it's just like a black background. There's white lines that kind of is drawn out to give you the indication that you're walking on a road or that a river um, you might be coming across. And there's different houses and things that are in this dream world. And as you go into them, it will tell a different part of the story of whatever demon that he was tackling at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I know this is going to sound really heavy, uh, but with the... And, and, and here's going to be a little insight into my life here. Um, but it brought me to tears because why it resonated with me and the story that he was telling as the story was going through was that um, I did have a sister that battled and lost that battle with alcoholism. So as he's going through these different dream states and you're hitting these different houses and, and the reaction that he had to... Um, let's say one of the demons was coming out and talking about their children and how you've been neglecting this side of things and all this stuff and how he just for some reason couldn't turn away from it. And it was just such a, a huge hurdle for him to overcome to be able to uh, focus on his own home life and make those things the way that it, he should. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it did bring me to tears because there were so many of those situations that I could remember just being in as a bystander wanting to reach out to that person that you love to try to get them out of this situation to bring them back to this side of the world that come back to us, you know, try to put this down. And so I will warn you going through it, it can be a tough pill for some people to swallow. It can probably bring up some really bad um, maybe memories for people. Maybe you are one who went through it or you're like me where you had to watch a family member go through it or a friend or whoever it was in your life. But the way they told it, like, I, I just don't even know if there's any more words. They told it in such a, a great way that you just went through the whole thing and you could just see how it was progressing. And then at the end of the game, you know, you're left to decide whether it kind of left it open ended, you know, mm -hmm how did you finish this story? How did you finish this tale? And I thought it was a really great thing to open up a topic of conversation with people in a way that seemed like it was a little bit easier to take because you are taking this journey through a game. Um, but wow, just wow. I can't remember a time where like I, I actually just started to cry over how well a story was told and how deeply connected to an experience in my life that I had to go through. Right. And um, I do recommend it for that reason. Like I said, it's a short one. If, if it's if it's a tone or a topic of a game that you know you could handle. Um, but wow, like that one really, really hit home in a way that I didn't expect when I was first approached by the developing team to see if I would I would like to try this game out. And I think I even recorded the whole playthrough just because if it was something that people maybe themselves couldn't force themselves to go through, that you could experience the story in right. that way and maybe sit around with some people that maybe need to hear that sort of story and open up that line of dialogue that you might need to have. Hmm. So keep in mind, it was it's it's not a rip-roaring good time, obviously, yeah. as I just said. Sorry to bring the mood down, but like that was, wow, did that hit me hard. I can understand. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, I think, before I go further, um, do you have more than one? 
Um, I, the other thing that I have is um, a pretty much a nonsense IRL story. That's not maybe something that um, resonated with me because of the video game, but because I felt like it really rocked that uh, at that moment in time, I'm like, I'm glad I play video games. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's not a long story. But. Well, what, go ahead with it because I only have one. Uh, but well, is it a, is it a good story? Yes, it is a happier story. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'll go, and then we'll end with yours, because I don't want to bring the mood down either, but in digging around, I was trying to think of something like that, and Mm -hmm. one story in my life came to mind, and I'm going to say right now, if you were kind of standing where I am right now, I'm kind of nervous, and I, I hate to say that, because... I guess mentally it's it's going to be hard to talk about, but I need to talk about it. I, I want to bring it up because mm-hmm. it's about having an emotional connection to video games. That's what this is about. And it's not quite in the same way that you explained your story that the game itself affected you from a story standpoint, and then you could relate to it. It's It's more about what it meant in the moment. Okay. Now, I've had I've had emotional, you know, you get kind of teary-eyed with s- stories and stuff like that. Like, the beginning of The Last of Us when, you know, Joel's daughter was killed and stuff like that. It, you know, that, that hit, you know, because right. I'm like, I've got a kid. You know, I've got a daughter. And, you know, that would, that would be kind of rough. So I, I get those kind of emotional connections. But this one, it hit on, on another level because of the timing of it all. And, and the way it kind of went down, I had uh, played, or I think I was in the process of playing or was going to play Kirby's Epic Yarn for the Wii. And if you've never seen it before, it's a very colorful, bright, fun game. You've got, you know, Kirby, he looks like a little character made out of yarn. There's another little character made out of yarn. And the way they tell the story is through like a storybook. You know, and you go through pages. Each level, you play through a level, and it's, you know, really meant, I guess, for a child in a way. But, I mean, I'm, I'm open to playing whatever. Right, yeah. But the way they tell the story, it's like this wonderful little storybook, and then there's this wonderful little tale about what's going on and everything like that. And the reason playing it hit me so hard is around the time that uh, it was practically about the same week, I think, that I was playing it, is my wife and I had lost our child. And I had been through it before because, you know, I've been married twice. And I had lost a kid before, but this one hurt so much more because she was somebody. And I don't know if anyone can really understand what that means, but for me, a miscarriage of a baby in the moment, it hurts. But she had a name. Her name was Kyrie. She was a girl. We knew this. We She had an identity. She was somebody. She wasn't just, oh, well, you're pregnant with a baby. You know, and people can twist it however they want, but she was somebody to us. We got to see her, you know, and it was just, it was there fresh in our head. So when I played this game, all I could sit there and think about was this would be a lovely story to share with her. And then I wish I could share this story with her and we could sit together and I could read her this tale of this epic yarn 
going through. So when I played it, it was, I wanted to continue the story for her, but it was also hard to play because that's all I could think about is wanting to share the story with her. And I can't bring myself to, to play the game, <laughs> you know, now, but I did, I played through it and I thought about it and she was all I could think of when I played the game because it was something I thought about in that moment I wanted to share with her and I couldn't and and I, I don't really know what more I can say yeah. but I mean that's again I don't want to but I mean that that's I'm sure we all have stories like this we you know do, something that, yeah. that connects to us in some way and I, I don't really know what more to say about it yeah without getting too deep but uh yeah yeah, it's uh, it, it isn't it interesting how different genres of games can can evoke something like that in you, even maybe a genre like something like that that you wouldn't even think could have such an emotional attachment to it. Yeah, that it just it could mean so much, and you just don't even know when you're making these games or the timing of when they come out how much it could be there, um, either when you need it or. How, how it brings such, hopefully, fond memories in a way as well to, to look back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, man. Yeah. We've, uh, I hope everybody is probably just sitting there with tears going, <laughs> this isn't why I listen to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but well, I, sh- go ahead. Share, share your story. <laughs> bring yeah, back no, up. first, please let us know because, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I do find that, that interesting how those different how different genres could mean something so much different to anybody and i don't think there's a right or wrong answer to it no as to and why or anything like that it's just a, this it, evoked this in you why what what about it hit so close to home mm-hmm. it can be a happy but, story it can be a sad story it can be whatever story you have mm-hmm. it could be about the very first time you ever touched a game and what it meant to you you know right so came home from school that day and your mom got you that one video game that just really happened to put you in the right spirits at the right time because you weren't expecting the surprise. And, hey, and the journey you know what? You through. I'll, 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 I'll speak to that because in a time, kids, kids, <laughs> let me explain something to you. <laughs> when I was young, we didn't have this thing called the Internet. Yep. OK, so when new things came out, it was, you know. A delight because it was a surprise sometimes you know when a trailer hit the theater and you didn't see it coming it was like oh my god this is happening mm-hmm. it was already in production man so we or didn't you know walk about through it before the store and you see it on the shelves and you're like what what yeah. is this so yeah. so yeah i've got another one <laughs> there we go there so go. i'm going to continue go. with this so anyway one day you know i had this is early on i don't remember what year I'm sure if I could do the dates right now, I just can't think about it. But um, I had gotten home from school, you know, and my mom was coming home. And usually on Thursday, she'd she'd go by the video store and pick us up a movie and stuff like that. And she happened to pick up a game that day, you know, for me. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. It was Super Mario Brothers 2. I lost my mind because I was like, <laughs> there's a sequel? There's another one? There's more of these? Oh, my God. But what was really interesting is that it was a completely different game 
because mentally I was like, this is just like the other one. So it's going to play just the same, except it looked different. And I was just like, oh, this is so great. And I was so excited. It was a huge jump, right? Yeah. To, so one, when yeah. I was jumping on enemies and I was standing on their heads and they were moving, I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, they're not squishing. <laughs> What's, so I just I kill them? started pressing buttons and, until I figured it out. But mm-hmm. that was, that was an, an experience because, again, it blew my mind. There was only yeah. one Super Mario Brothers, and now there's two. <gasps> yup. I was, yeah. I was in. It was just mind blowing. I do remember that too, because like I remember my mind being blown because it was a vast difference on how the first one played, like huge. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering the correct one. But that that surprise yeah. that'll never happen yeah. again because nope. we know everything that's gonna happen when it comes out. And so then we that, kill it sometimes before mm-hmm. it even happens. So that that yeah. surprise will never happen to me in my lifetime no. again. And I, I, f- I feel sorry for kids today. They're never going to mm-hmm. experience that, that surprise of not knowing something exists. And then it's there. Something you didn't know you wanted. Yep. And you want it. You know? Yeah, so no, you'll know I totally beforehand. feel that. Because, like, I do. I still kind of miss just being able to go to like a Best Buy or something. In my, in my case, you know, that's how you would buy PC games. Like you weren't downloading them. You didn't have Steam yet. You know, all of this stuff mm-hmm. wasn't happening. And you would just walk. And I mean, there would be like two or three aisles of games. There used to be when you went into a Best Buy or an electronics store, aisles and aisles of PC games. Yeah. And I would just walk up and down the aisles and just see what was out. And you had to pick up the box and read the back and decide if that was a game you wanted to give a shot. Because guess what? There was no returning it. It was considered an electronic, you know, like you bought it, you took it home, you opened it, you owned it now. Whether you liked it or not, there was Mm -hmm. no this buying it on Steam and within two hours getting to return it because you didn't like it or you beat it or whatever nefarious reason you might have or legitimate one. But um you just, that's how you bought the game. And I kind of miss that. Like if I knew there was a new release coming out, I would have to pre-order it and go to the store when it opened so I could go pick up my game. I didn't have this opportunity to just download it at midnight or whatever. Um, although I will say not having to go to the store all the time isn't that bad. But I mean, it did kind of force me to get out of the house more. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something I could probably stand to have a little bit more in my life. But Maybe. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was your what was your last story? Okay, so it's total nonsense, and I have no emotional connection to this, but I just felt like it was a really proud moment of my life where I got to show off to just a, a, another person why playing video games isn't such a bad idea. So imagine this. I was playing Uncharted, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, in Uncharted where you have to look around and you got to figure out where you're going to climb up maybe on a certain thing or what's going to be the optimal way to get across that ravine that might have just happened, you know, very... Very, you got to pay attention and look around, except for when it's in cutscenes, obviously. You just kind of got to hit the jump button when you need to. But mm-hmm. um, so we're leaving work. There's a downpour of rain. It's an amazing downpour. Like you can't, it, like you're just flooded everywhere. And me and one of the girls that I work with, we had, we, there was a parking garage that we at least happened to park in this day, um, which normally I wouldn't have done that. And so we're walking across the thing. We're trying to figure out, how we're going to get into the garage without getting completely soaked, right? So we 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 figure that out and we walk across the bridge and I'm like scuttling across the one thing where I see like a little ramp going on and I'm like, no, we're not getting soaked. But as soon as we get into the parking garage, it's completely flooded. <laughs> like pretty much half of your, most of your tires are completely covered in water. 
And we're like, how are we going to get to our cars? Because at least they were parked at an incline a little bit. So like, you could probably get into your car without the, how are we going to get into our cars without soaking our shoes? But aha, because I have played video games, (laughs) I was searching the parking garage like a video game. I'm like, there's got to be somewhere where we can walk up and move around within this garage without having to puddle through this like three feet of water. And sure enough, Lace pulled through as she found, you know how they have like the cement uh, support beams that are Mm -hmm. between the different levels and it'll have like it's cut out and then there's another support beam and it's going on through there. So I managed to scurry along the side of that, hop up, walk around those little support beams and land in front of my car. And I go, Ginny, which is the girl that was with me that day. I'm like, just do that. And we are going to get in our car. And we're not going to get our shoes completely soaked. So I have to say, if I wasn't playing a video game and had my mind already to think in that we're like, there's got to be things in here that we can climb and do outside of the norm, I think I would have left really sad with my shoes completely soaked and probably up to my knee in flooded water. And she laughed her butt off when I said, and see, you said video games were stupid. <laughs> You're going home with your shoes not soaked today. It was cute watching her try to get around the support beam. So I'm like, just don't hurt yourself. I was much taller than her. So my legs would reach around a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) But you're welcome. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) I still will never forget that moment. Ah, the things uh, that I'm proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I can't say that I've ever had a video game moment like that. So good for you. I was pretty proud, man. We were not soaked to the core when we got to our cars. It was like, and then of course, you know, by the time we we started our car to go leave, at least the rain wasn't nearly as a downpour because I was going to wait it out because I didn't even think I'd be able to see like that's how bad it was raining sideways there. But uh, yeah, just made to sit in my car and like done. Good job. (laughs) Hopefully my engine isn't flooded, you know, that kind of situation. (laughs) That I don't know I could solve with video games. Probably not. (laughs) Well, there you go, guys. There's our uh, stories. I'm sure we could think of some more if we thought on it for a little bit more, but uh, it's all I got right now. Mm -hmm. It took me a minute to to come up with what I did. So, um, But, yeah, if you got stories, share them. We want to hear them. We'll share them on the show like we did the comments earlier in the show with the music thing last week. So tell us your stories. I want to know. Everyone's got connections. But that is our show. Thank you to all of our listeners out there in Radio Land. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art. Uh, shoot us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read it on the show if you want to want to be so generous. So you can do that. You can email us with your entire story. I'll read it right here on the show. There you tell go. Everybody. Just give us permission. That's right. Tell us, tell us we can do it. Uh, you can support the show by pressing a like button and leaving reviews on your preferred platform because it does help us out. And you can even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions if you want to do more. And should you want to share the love, tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I am Lacia Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.